Welcome to B-Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at the biggest movies from days gone by, and we ignore them and we look at the ones that dropped on the exact same day. My name's Lincoln, I'm a comic out here in London, movie fan, just, you know, general uh, safe guy, if you believe um, all my friends, and uh, I'm here with my man Sam. Sam's also a comic out here in London. Sam, how you doing, my dude? I'm alright, Lincoln, you good? I have a good energy, my dude, I feel good about this one. We are watching two films today that I actually think... Uh, at least one of them was like a childhood classic of mine. I remember it very vividly. Um, and the one movie is Dragonheart, mm. um, which I've been telling people is starring uh, Kevin Costner, but it's actually starring uh, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, that's happened for Dennis Quaid's entire career. <laughs> and um, the other movie, it dropped on the same day as a movie uh, called Eddie, starring Whoopi Goldberg, where she coaches uh, the New York Knicks. Mm. Now, very different joints. Uh, both of them came out on do, 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 uh, 1996, uh, May 31st, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But like, dude, Dragonheart, yeah. what a joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a classic for me as well. I don't, I've said, last time I saw this film, I think I was eight or nine years old, like a couple of years after it came out. I remember loving it. Uh, but I Yeah, it was crazy rewatching it again. It was crazy because I live... One of my flatmates is younger than the movie. And I remember seeing this movie when it came out. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's grotesque. I can't um, believe that. So they'd yeah. never seen Dragonheart. Did you watch it with them or was it, uh, did no. you watch it one player? No, this one was, this one was one player. I don't, okay, I'm going to say it. I either fucking love this movie or the nostalgia was just after the halfway point was just too much and i was just like yeah this is great this is so good a couple of things that i thought about um initially when i first watched uh, i think we spoke about this in one of our other episodes i can't remember which one yeah we spoke about it probably the the one with the rock it has to be and it and the and phantom and we spoke about like how sean connery was like a big deal for us mm. as uh, as the homies because of this dude i went back rewatched it um it struck me how small this guy's kingdom was. Yeah. Um, that oh, this guy is the king of all the land. And like yeah. literally we only see one village and it's a pretty small village. Everyone seems to know each other and they're in each other's stuff. And um, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's going to be a revolution. And it's like this, the entire village, that's all you guys had. Yeah. To yeah, launch yeah. This, this revolution. Shout outs to The Witcher, which this just heavily reminded me of now. Just like this idea of this guy going from town to town, killing dragons. Mm. Um, Dennis Quaid, who is forever in the shadow of uh, of Kevin Costner, because they yeah. are essentially, they are the same person, man. I just, I feel so bad for Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is this podcast in actor form. <laughs> because... <laughs> Everything he does is done in the shadow of Kevin Costner. Like the day, yeah. the day that Dennis Quaid got married, uh, Kevin Costner banged five supermodels. Like I feel like it's, everything that happens to him is just is just in the shadow of this man's life. This is the this is the this film made me love Kevin Costner in a way I didn't before because I feel like Dennis Quaid. There's this period in the '90s where his his like his job is just to say yes to all the things Kevin Costner said no to. Um, and I think I like Dragonheart better than I like any Kevin Costner movie. I can't make what an outrageous, outrageous <laughs> statement, ladies and gentlemen. What? Okay, what do you think is the best Kevin Costner joint, and what do you think is the best Dennis Quaid joint? Okay, well I'm saying it flat out now. The best Dennis Quaid joint is where he's a leading man is Dragonheart. 
I'm I'm backing that. I'm trying to think of a Kevin Costner movie that isn't that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The, the Untouchables. The Untouchables. The Untouchables. Field of Dreams. Okay. About- yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I can recede on this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is why this is a, a beautiful moment here. Yeah, guys, we'll we'll back up from our points. We'll state them high in the yeah. hope that the other guy will back down. <laughs> and, and when we find out that it's not the case, we're like, yeah, right, fair play. Fuck you, man. That never yeah. mattered anyway. That's that's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Just a side note, I have a friend who um he can never he's what i just did in a person he can never remember anything and he once told me to name name a film where christopher walken has a speaking role because (laughs) because the only thing he knows christopher walken from is being the headless horseman in sleepy hollow oh my god (laughs) the dude is famous for the voice anyway yeah yeah um, it's weird that's funny um yeah man but like one thing that I, i i like that i wish they would do more of is I wish they would um, just let people have the accents that they have. Mm. I'm so glad that they didn't make Dennis Quaid do an English yeah. accent. They just let him be American. Yeah. And there's another girl in, in the, the kind of the female lead. She's just American. Like they're not even attempting. And I was like, yeah. this is good. Let's not. There's a dragon in here. I've suspended my disbelief enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make my man try and do a, a hip hip hooray. If if if, dra- if dragons exist, I believe continents could have split differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, is Dragonheart the best movie with dragons in it? It must be, right? I can't think of anything else. I can't think of anything affected else. Affected me this much. Uh, this this film between the ages of six and eight. This film used to make me cry every single time. Oh man, the end of this. If you haven't seen it, do try and check it out. The end of it is just so so beautiful. Just and that score, the score mm. is just fantastic, my man. Like I, I heard that score like immediately. I was like leaning my head against the window pane. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. princes, the prince is also um in a very weird way is clearly younger than than Dennis Quaid. Then in the subsequent time, um, <laughs> ages up to Dennis Quaid and also surpasses yeah. Dennis Quaid in age. Yeah, yeah. It's a very strange, <laughs> strange bit of Benjamin Button shit. It was weird. You know, I want to say Dennis Quaid is like forty. In this movie, he's yeah, in his, he's in his early forties. The the prince is sixteen, and then jumps to fifty one <laughs> in twelve years. Um, in twelve years, it just ages yeah. straight past him. Um, the movie we're here for, actually, not actually Dragonheart, although yeah, that was a big deal. Um, but the movie we're here is um possibly the smallest deal. Um, I can imagine is a movie called Eddie, mm. starring um Whoopi Goldberg. And now it's tough for me in my head to understand how big of a star Whoopi Goldberg was when this came out yeah um sister act two sister act one had all come out like early 90s so she's bankable she's making money yeah and what else and ghost right ghost go so yeah you're right ghost as well yeah the color purple she was in Serafina um uh from in South Africa Mm. she's in she's in loads of things so she is already a big deal she's like hosting the Oscars and stuff you know she's um, she might have actually hosted the year that this had come out, but this is a this is a, a piece of shit. And um, I, can you just gi- I can you it. give us you son of a? <laughs> I liked it, uh, dude. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. Tell me why you liked it. Tell me, tell me why you enjoyed this guy. It's hard to you know. Like this is this is what I was trying to work out as I was watching it because like it's the opening ten minutes, corny as fuck, right? It's 
it, like almost sort of unbearably mid nineties, right? And then the plot kicks in, and then I'm trying to figure out whether I I'm enjoying the movie or whether I just miss the nineties and watching like giving a shit about basketball. I yeah, I was a I was a basketball fan when I was a kid. I haven't I haven't seen a game for over ten years. See something I can't. I'm actually super surprised by that. I would have thought you were like a proper nerd and you hated basketball. No, I, sport in general. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm half English, half American. My my dad was a big Bulls fan. I got to see Michael Jordan play when I was a kid. It was one of the craziest experiences. And I grew up on Space Jam, like White Men mm. Can't Jump. I, lo- I love I love a basketball movie. I'm also I am a sucker for the alley oop man, and there are like sixteen alley oops in this movie. <laughs> Like, nobody dunks in the film. It's all alley-oops. It's all alley-oops and then off the backboard and the guy comes in and crops. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's obviously because those are, like, the most fun things to film. Yeah. Because it's like... A- have you been watching the, um, you know, not to talk about things that are like more recent, because obviously uh, people listen to this at different times, but have you been watching the um, the Michael Jordan documentary, no. uh, The Last Dance? No. See, now that is, that has actually, you know, that that, that touched me quite deeply. Yeah. And it's definitely like, had, and if you love like your 90s basketball and like the fashions and stuff and Dennis Rodman, I highly, highly, mm. highly recommend that. No, dude, uh, just walk us, th- walk us through Eddie, that's just the premise and um, just like how this thing gets off the ground. So Whoopi Goldberg plays a chauffeur slash taxi cab. Uh, what are they called? The, the dispatch. Taxi cab. Yeah, dispatch. yeah. Um, in her free time, she like, co- and I think it's pirate radio. She commentates on pirate radio. She commentates the games, right? She's just a hardcore basketball fan. One day her passenger is this uh, Frank Langella who has just bought the New York Lang- Knicks. Langella. Frank Langella. Langella. Frank Langella, yeah. Who's just bought the New York Knicks. Um, and at the set, you know, she's listening to basketball on the radio, the divider's up, and at the moment that the new owner, she doesn't realise it's him. She doesn't realise he's the new owner. The moment they've got him on radio, she calls in to sort of give him hell about what the Knicks should do. And basically, as a hardcore basketball fan, he sees an opportunity uh, to make her the coach of the New York Knicks as just, you know, somebody who has no experience coaching. Well, she does, but in school, you know, he's just like, this is a wild pun. It's a risk. And it's her going from chauffeuring and being the biggest basketball fan in the world to coaching the New York Knicks to the playoffs. It is hilarious. If also, because if you know a little bit about basketball, the, the Knicks are like, a historically bad <laughs> franchise. And they, I looked this up because there was a, there's another a great basketball documentary called uh, When the Garden Was Eden. Mm. It's based on a book and it's about like this great New York Knicks team uh, of the early 70s, mm. including um, the Bulls coach, Phil Jackson. Right. And like how many, like when they won titles at, at Madison Square Garden and like it was just this amazing time. And they haven't won a title since 1973. And I think they're no closer to winning it since then. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's interesting that they p- that they pick the Knicks because that gives them obviously the chance to like pick different kinds of New York celebrities and like it becomes like, like Donald Trump drops by quite late as well actually yeah. just kind of little cameo. That uh, by the way is our instant cancellation. We're not gonna try and uh, be cute with this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump showing up in a in, in a movie now is like Ugh, this is yeah. aged badly for you. There's no way you guys could have known. I still have more. I have I have a lot for this movie. I have a lot more. 
You have a lot more instant cancellations. Oh yeah, this one, I think this is. The- the, yeah, well, then, 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 fucking, let's get into it. So, let's get into it. What are the, what's the instant cancellation? Oh right, should we do we explain instant cancellations again? Oh yes, sorry guys. So we have a uh, segment here on the uh, on the pod where we look at uh, different categories and we'll kind of pepper them in as we go along. But one of them is an instant cancellation, and that's when you know this shit would not fly today it was like it was, it was borderline in 1996 yeah. but um right now it's like nah dude we're writing a blog post about you yeah um it's over for you the first thing the horse in the nikes the nikes where however say there's uh frank langella uh, when he announces himself as the new owner of the new york knicks he comes in and this horse is wearing like size 32 sneakers and it's clearly not having a good time yeah yeah right it's one okay that's yeah it's pretty solid so far right uh the russian player ivan oh man that was actually quite good because i really liked that yeah i really like i liked that he had one line the whole time <laughs> just because i'm thinking of like this guy's like oh this is my big break into movies his agent's like oh we got you a great role <laughs> Don't even have to learn any lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he just says, uh, Ivan, make basket? Yeah, like yeah. something like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Good stuff. And then... <laughs> and one of the conceits of the... Well, one of the sort of moments in the film, Whoopi Goldberg is struggling to get these players, these superstar NBA players to listen to her. And um, uh, John Sally, what's... I can't remember his character's name. Uh, I can't remember either, but he's oh. like the aging. He's like the aging uh, veteran on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is giving Whoopi Goldberg tips on? She he's, she was like the you know the problem with the last coach was he didn't give a shit about the players' lives, uh, and that's the thing. And so she you know she gets involved. Rick Fox is in the movie. She gets involved in his divorce. She gets involved in all these things. But for Ivan, she just learns Russian overnight. Pretty good, dude. And then and then when we cut back to the the. The end of Ivan's Ivan make basket. It turns out that's all he can say in Russian as well. Oh, that's actually quite good. But I was going to say that is an instant cancellation because if the coach can speak fluent, like get the fucking is this part of the Mueller investigation? Like <laughs> someone, yeah, yeah, someone take a get to Congress because this person is uh, is in cahoots mm-hmm. with the Russians. But just like walk us through the, the, the plot, basically. So the premise of the movie, right, is mm. she's a fan. She's like this avid fan, like a super fan. And she she wins a chance to coach the Knicks, who are bad, which is, again, very realistic by all accounts. Even though, like, there was empty seats, which I don't know if that would ever really happen. But yeah, um, she coaches the Knicks. And we find out that Frank, Frank Langella, who I think is miscast in this. Mm. I, I think he I think he's horribly miscast. Yeah. He basically makes her the coach so that he can eventually, we learn, sell the team. Um, and then uh, also kind of just like draw in and make a spectacle of it. But then, you know, she ends up winning and she's a diehard fan. And, 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 and you know, she won't do that. And we'll get to the end uh, a little bit later, but but like along the way, some interesting things happen. Mm. Sam, I don't know about you, but like I'm a man approaching thirty, and there's something about this movie that like really like touched home to me. Like I'm a diehard South African cricket fan. I love my I love my team. Yeah. And as I'm creeping closer to thirty, like the possibility that what happened to Eddie <laughs> might might that's getting smaller and smaller and sp- like. 
one of my main motivations for keeping fit in my 20s is that like you know i, I gotta keep fit in case you know in case the boys <laughs> in case the big league's cool in case they need me like you know i gotta be in shape <laughs> <laughs> the end of every season i'm like you know mm, okay next season but you know in the meantime i'll use the off season mm. i'll use the off season quote unquote yeah, yeah get myself into good shape so you know then the preseason rolls around next uh <laughs> yeah people uh, next that, august you know that star batsman used to do comedy can you believe it yeah, that's my thing, you know. But like, you know what? You can be a cricketer until you're like 38. So I'll keep, I'll keep in shape. Yeah. I'll keep in shape. Got my cricket bat. I threw the tennis ball against the wall yeah. and hit it stuff. So I can completely understand this. This kind of wish fulfillment of like wanting to be a sports fan and then like actually like you actually know better than all of these idiots. Mm. And um, I love, I love that it taps into that. In general, I think the movie's trash. But um, yeah, some of the other things that I quite enjoyed about it, I think it's quite, um, it's actually quite woke. Yeah. Um, well, in a weird, in some ways, yes, in some ways, I would agree. I wrote um, the. I was trying to make notes for this film. This, is, this film is is pretty fucking woke up until the halfway mark, and then there's a, there's like a hard left turn. Uh, and the thing I've written down is intersectional racism. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the racism and prejudice in this movie is so inclusive. Uh, of the offensive causes, because this is this was my other instant cancer moment was the uh, you know the montage scene. There's a moment, and I think it's I think it's like a traditional like Chinese garb. I think is what she's wearing. Yeah, that was not a good look. That was not a good look. Uh, yeah, she's got whoopies. Whoopie. It's like she's trying on stuff in the mirror. She's chopsticks in the hair, and she's doing what I feel like is a racist mime. It's definitely a racist mime. I just don't know. I haven't seen it before. You know when you see something, you just. Yeah, you ever see the beginning? You know, um, you know the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, you've seen you've seen the Star Wars prequels. You ever you ever yeah. go back and watch those as an adult and go, I don't know who you're being racist against, but I I know it's someone. Oh, okay. No, I understand what you mean. I understand. Like this, this is like the spidey senses are tingling, even if I can't. But usually for me, if that is the case, like yeah, you just get away with it. Mm. Um, if you if your racism is so specific. That, um, but I can't put my finger on it. I have to be like, all right, fair play, man. You beat me. You beat me this time. But I'll catch you next time. Be careful. Um, Sam, we're introducing a new segment on the podcast, and that's that's what we call like kind of uh, genre blender. So if we took it, if you look at this movie and we turn it ten degrees to the left, what different kind of genre could it be? I think that this movie actually scans really well as like a um, as like a tense. Uh, legal thriller mm-hmm. I think this movie is a very good tense legal thriller so Eddie um, is appointed uh, as the Knicks uh, coach I would like to see the court proceedings when the rest of the league challenges this Yeah, I would like to see um, Pel- Pelican brief style yeah. um, tense last minute motion filings like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like uh, Samuel L. Jackson to show up and go yes they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell I want to see all of that I think this is a tense tense legal a sweaty southern legal drama mm. um, my cousin my cousin Vinny style that just becomes <laughs> completely different if, it, if I had to turn this movie just a little bit to the left yeah i like yeah i like it because like uh the guy oh i can't remember his name now off the top of my head but basically her assistant the the um the other coach 
Richard Jenkins, that's his name. Um, uh, Richard Jenkins, you, you, uh, he, he's been in like every Coen Brothers movie. I like the idea of like Whoopi, she's chosen to be, she's like, I, I, I'm, I'm my own defense and he's the legal counsel, you know? Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it, man, because this this movie um, puts forward a defense that we do not see in films anymore. This was a very big deal, like early 90s. Um, uh, I like to call it the Air Bud uh, Golden Receiver defense, which is there is quote unquote, nothing in the rule book yeah. yeah yeah which is just it's gonna be the worst defense of any rule yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i've ever heard so basically she becomes the manager of this team and the only reason that she can get away with it is because there is nothing in the rule book i'm like my man <laughs> yeah like no one can just quickly pencil it you can't get on the phone with uh, the NBA commissioner. Like this is it. Yeah. Also, because we haven't. What else isn't in the rule book? I'm sure nowhere does it say you can't throw like a hornet's nest into the middle of the game and hope for the best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how you can't m- need to be. What if you murder someone? <laughs> like a like a spectator or whatever. Like does that mean it's like well, it's technically nothing in the. Yeah. So it's like, and that's how they. By the way, this is how they justify dogs playing. This is how it starts. To, the dog doesn't know which team it's on. Everyone's gray and blue. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Now we have already said between, basically for Eddie, but for Dragonheart, what do you think is actually the weirdly woke moment? If you'd like to think about it. Uh, this is the thing: is I don't have. I've just. I've just now thought of my instant cancel for for Dragonheart because I couldn't. I couldn't think of one before. But okay, what is the, what? What do you have? The. Uh, <laughs> It's Kara, I think, is the the lady's mm-hmm. name. So uh, there's a point in the movie where um, yeah, Dennis Quaid and the dragon have been running this scam, making it look like he's slaying dragon. You know, and they fight, he fire a big arrow at him, and he sort of pretends to hold it in between his arm as he plummets to the you know the bottom of the lake and then swims away. And he's running this scam on the second village in the entire kingdom. Yeah. Um, and as he's going to. Kara comes up and it's like, he's a fraud. And then they all start to doubt. They all start to go, oh, is this guy scamming us? And uh, Dennis Quaid's like, no, she's uh, she's the idiot girl from the village. She has no idea. She says crazy things, right? And then, and then she goes, she goes, he's in league with the dragon. And they all go, ha, 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 stupid woman. And I'm like, that's, that's the closest I think it comes to instant cancellation for me. I was gonna. I have an instant cancel for that as well. Mm. I was into cancel. It's different. I'm canceling Kara. Okay, my dude. Why are you snitching? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gonna come up and and just completely? Because here is Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery the dragon. They're running like this. Uh, uh Smollett scam or <laughs> whatever they're doing. They're doing this weird sort of scam over here, and then. Uh, Kara comes through with the ill um actually like she picks up the phone I was like Whoa, mm. don't like this at all do not like this at all so for her for snitching yeah for coming through trying to knock my man's hustle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm cancelling uh, Kara <laughs> and um, yeah I'm not saying she deserved to be laughed at but I'm glad they didn't believe her because that was some snitching ass shit it was yeah 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 it was snitchy it was very snitchy <laughs> so snitch i can't believe it my dude um hmm. but the the i have i have the weirdly woke moment again a lot for um no not a lot a few for eddie 
um, the, the my woke moment for Eddie. I think the thing that got me the most was um, so Rick Fox is the the character he played. It's another thing I like that I like that Rick Fox was famous enough to get in movies, but not famous enough to play Rick Fox transferring. You know, um, it's fair play. Yeah, so yeah, he, I see you. I see yeah. You. Um, so his his whole story is that he's going through a hellish divorce. And um, it's because he cheated on his wife on tour once, and you know, once. Come on. Well, this is the story. This is the story as it's presented. You know, he's he's, he's saying that, and then Whoopi Goldberg counsels him and tells him to you know like apologize and buy buy flowers, which maybe is a cancel, but and uh, and, and no, I don't know, no, 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 Sam. Buying flowers never a cancel. I'm saying this to you right now. Flowers won't unfuck. Come from it has come from the heart, um, but the woke moment I think is uh, like an NBA All Star just repairing shit with his wife in a nice way. Yeah, at, at the toxic masculinity at an all time low. Yeah, um, yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up. But like, I feel like as an NBA player, there's at least like three of them. You get like three, like oh, yeah. fuck ups like that. Like I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many of these guys are faithful. What are your What are your works? What are your your weirdly woke moments? The weirdly woke moments for me in Eddie missed opportunity because at one point in time, I, I think this is actually like a really smart way of parodying this. Is because one of the reporters asks. Um, Ask Whippy Goldberg, what is it like to be a woman? Yeah. Which I thought is funny because it's like they obviously the movie's making fun of that kind of narrative. Yeah. Um, by just like asking the most basic question. <laughs> I thought it was like, what's it like to be a woman? It was like, what? What do you Yeah. No context. I was like, no. no context whatsoever. I thought that was actually really funny. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. as like a maybe the movie doesn't want to like deal with it like Aaron Brockovich style. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, let's just move. Let's skip past that part and go straight to the, the part where we're just a movie. Yeah. And um, part of me can kind of respect that um, and, and, and kind of understand the choice. Because if you want to, the whole thing can be that. Mm. The whole thing can be like just this this woman trying to make it in this in this man's world. But the movie makes the decision, uh, and I assume Whoopi Goldberg's okay with it, um, that they're not going to be that kind of movie. An instant cancellation for me in, um, in Eddie mm. is that, her ex-husband, her dead husband, oh, is Senator Clay Davis. Yes, yes, <laughs> shit from the Wire. Yeah, yeah, we, we've got all. The, we've got. We've got exactly the same notes. <laughs> oh my God Almighty! Mm. He's probably not dead, you know. He's probably not. I, I want Eddie and the Wire. Yeah, to be in the same universe, <laughs> so that. His swindle, where he fakes his own death and ends up in Baltimore, yeah. is all part of the same universe. And he, the way that he fucks over uh, Idris Elba, all of that kind of stuff, is just all in keeping with his yeah, character. Yeah. <laughs> and it all goes back to him faking his death. So yeah, that's the that's that's the moment in the film is Whoopi Goldberg is watching the old video of her husband, her her dead cop husband giving a motivational speech to these kids who want to play ball 
I like the idea that Clay Davis was scamming kids out of basketball <laughs> money. He was like, you pay $200 for the training pro for summer basketball camp. And then he just, yeah, he made enough and then he left. Now I'm going to get Ashley Larry to run my drug money. That's exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I did. Also, um, shout outs to this, because this is only something that you usually see in, uh, in gender swapped is um, usually it's a husband watches footage of his dead wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being being playful at home, and uh, we swapped that around. Mm. We swapped that around here. We have uh, Whoopi Goldberg watching footage of uh, husband uh, Senator Clay Davis scamming uh, <laughs> some little <laughs> scamming some little chillins. <laughs> so um, that's good. Um, shout out to Fabio, Fabio, Who's the model. Do you know know who Fabio is? Was he? Oh, the guy with the long hair. But the blonde is Fabio. I was trying. I was like, where do I know this guy from? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Shouts to Fabio um, doing his thing. Shouts to Rudy Giuliani. That's not aged well. Yeah. That's not aged well, my dude. Giuliani and then Trump. And Trump. And just in the mix, John DiMaggio. Do you spot John DiMaggio? Is that John? I did not know that was John DiMaggio. I did not know it. Where? Which one? But yeah. Oh, I. John DiMaggio is the builder. Who? Um, he's the builder. I'm sorry, are you like, saying? Uh, I'm sorry, are you saying? John DiMaggio or like Joe as in Hey Joe no, DiMaggio? No, I'm saying John DiMaggio, the voice actor who's Bender from Futurama and Jake the dog in Adventure Time. Do you think I was saying Joe DiMaggio? I thought you said Joe DiMaggio. I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty sure guy. <laughs> you know, John. John, who's one of the best voice actors ever. Yeah, let me just... Well, you know, Joe, Joe DiMaggio did die in 99. Oh, so he was alive. So he was alive, but you know, you're saying John DiMaggio. I'm sorry, my dude. Mm. I got it. I got it too. I'm gonna leave that whole exchange in just to, uh, <laughs> so people, so people see what it's like when uh, real people talk. It's just like, are you saying John? <laughs> no, I said J no, but you said John, right? Yeah. Um, another segment that we have here on the on the show, we have a bunch of segments. We're trying something a little bit different. We're gonna leave the segments kind of like in the middle, just like kind of flow around with it. Easy does it. Another segment that we have here is Freaky Friday. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. And that's when we swap two characters or we swap a character from one movie into the other movie. Uh, Freaky Friday style. Sam? All right, what's your... Oh, you, you're asking the boy. I want you to go first. Um, I think Frank uh, Langella should be in uh, Dragonheart. I think that he would. he's kind of better suited there. Also, talking about Dennis Quaid, and uh and kevin costner franklin jello man that guy uh you know your man charles dance from um yes. from uh game of thrones last, i was gonna say last action also hero. last action hero which is yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually a joint um i feel like franklin jello like it's, it's, if he shows up to audition and he sees charles dance there he's just like a <laughs> man just turns around and goes home like because yeah. charles dance is just a better <laughs> version of that whatever yeah, and yeah. Franklin Jello is fucking incredible like I love him in the Americans as well but yeah that kind of like uh, upright serious uh, dude much better done by by Charles Dance in my opinion it's Frank Frank Langella is like he can he can you know he can be Nixon bad guy but he can also be lovable granddad yeah yeah he can really he right. can do it really well yeah I agree Charles Dance uh, this guy, whatever the worst thing you can imagine him doing, just is like evil personified. Like Charles Dance is in the um, what we call in this podcast the James Cromwell role, where but, the, yeah, the, 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 LA the LA Confidential guy. guy. Like, just if you see the guy, just he is the bad guy. Don't 
Just you can actually turn off the movie. Yeah. If you see his name on the credits, just turn it off. Like you know how it is. Like yeah. you know. Do you not think about that sometimes? That in Shrek lore, that donkey can fuck dragons, and yeah. have little donkey babies. Yeah. The fuck is going on there, man? Bryce, you know, what? Are you never? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's why we have dogs and cats. Is there a chance that someone, someone could have fucked? Could someone have fucked the dragon in Dragonheart? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing, right? That's the thing. For sure. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think they're doing in between scamming? Oh, so what you're actually saying is that Dennis Quaid in the death, it's actually more than that. It's, it, it's more yeah. than that. I, I think at Dennis Quaid's age in the movie, I'm thinking, yeah, look, I'm, if I have like a, you know, like a, a big pet animal friend or you know just like a huge friend and i have to i have to kill him to save the world i'm emotional but i'm like look i'm just gonna fucking firm it and do it do you know what i mean but like to the way he did it i was like there's love there's love there i just because you know I mean? to, to me it felt like that scene in moonlight when um <laughs> when it's like really like emotional and then like dude has to beat up his the guy who's in love with in order to prove that he's not gay and I remember how I felt during that scene. It, it really, it, it really moved me. And I think yeah. maybe that's what's happening in in Dragon Art. I don't know if that's true. Um, also, we we should bring this up just because you know, you know, we like to talk about these things on the pod. Man, there was a shower scene uh, in Eddie. Yes. Zero dicks. Yeah. Zero dicks. So um, that makes. Them- but so there's, I mean, there's a, there's a. Maybe you know that's the thing. She she goes in hard body shaming those players. Dick shaming. Instant cancel. And Instant cancel. What does she say? She says uh, she's, she's telling one of the players he has like no dick. It looks like a pimple on your leg. Damn. Oof. I feel attacked. Uh, I kill myself. Damn. Come <laughs> again. Would it be that hard to show uh, to like flesh cut in a pimple yeah. on someone's leg? You know, you could do. You could do that. You could do that. I'm not sure yeah. you're telling you how to make your movie, but that would have been better. Um. Also, dude, you know, I learned that like while I was researching Eddie, that Frank Langella and Eddie Murphy dated for a long time after this. Okay, you just said Frank Langella and Eddie Murphy. What did I say? <laughs> you said Frank Langella and Eddie Murphy. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, Frank Langella dated yeah. for a long time after this. I'm gonna have to cut that whole thing out for slander purposes or libel. <laughs> Liable. I'd say leave it leave in. in. Um, but dude, I think that's all we have. That's all we have. I swear, this is how long our recordings are getting longer and longer. <laughs> we have to stretch it out for longer and longer. Remember, like, subscribe, wherever, like, leave a review. Um, if you've made it this deep into the podcast, please just you know subscribe and like it. And mm. on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. You know, again, we're not insisting on anything. If you fuck yeah. with it, four stars, five stars, whatever. You know, it's just, it'll help us a lot. Uh, in getting things going check out our social medias Lincoln on the mic and also Sam J Golan we'll say on there what the next episode will be we, we promise we promise yeah. so uh, yep until next time my name's Lincoln uh, Sam say goodbye to the people goodbye people it's nice I hope I hope you have a good all day. right see you guys later <laughs> bye